Well, if you need to give it the chop suey, either cut it down <laughs> or get rid of it entirely. Wake up. I'll be Why'd you leave the system the of a down with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Just keep it going. Keep the joke going. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with our host DJ Mandolini. Hey. And Randall Nolery. Hey everybody. This is episode number 16. I don't think I mentioned that at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I first I mentioned it in the pre uh, first attempt and uh, now I forgot to mention it this time. So uh, no more editing. Great start. Yeah, Yeah, we're rolling. We're rolling. (laughs) So man. All right. So we played a little Rocket League before this, and uh, oh we're, God. we yeah. uh, didn't have our best outing. Didn't no. have our best outing, but... Uh, but then you got Sniper Elite 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, you finished that up this week, right, DJ? I uh, played a couple more missions, yeah, and I checked out the online play, which I was getting a little hooked on. Oh, so. I didn't know that that was a thing. It is, uh, and it kind of gives me, you know, vibes of when I used to play SOCOM, you know, oh, really? just the, the stealth elements there. I mean, like, you know, with SOCOM back in the day, it was like you die and then you have to wait for the round to end, like you don't respawn, so. Did you yeah, roll with SOCOM on PS2 with the modem? Yes, Oh, I did. that's dope. Oh, yeah. Same here. More my brother than me, but yeah. That was probably like the first game I played online. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so, you know, you, you do get to just respawn with sniper elite. So it's, it's not as tense, I guess, knowing you can just come back, but I mean, it's pretty stealthy. I, you know, find myself just like waiting around, like someone's going to come by and I'm just (laughs) gonna line them up. Um, yeah, no, I had a, I had a good time with it. And, uh, you know, I'm probably only halfway through the campaign, like levels are like, uh an hour ish maybe more so geez it's, it's got some good meat on its bones wow yeah i mean like i guess you know there are a bunch of secondary objectives that you can you know choose to uh you know, complete or not so and and i usually do that so i can't really uh don't really have a good idea of how long it would take if i just went for the primary objective but right i mean i can't say no I do the secondary <laughs> stuff too. Yeah. You, yeah, you can't yeah, not yeah. do that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, put a little time into that. And then, you know, the rest of my week, unfortunately, was uh, <laughs> <laughs> was dedicated to The Witcher. Um, but this might be the last time I mentioned that because I did beat it. Oh, shoot. 100%? No, or? no, no, no. Come on, <laughs> I didn't man. think so. I didn't think so, but... You never know with you. Only like 60 hours I put into it, Kevin. Okay. I, I actually have no idea, but it's got to be at least that. Yeah, 60 yeah. doesn't seem too bad for something like The Witcher, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, man, this this game surprised me. Like, because I think I've said before, I expected to go into this and really just be focused on the gameplay and be less concerned with, you know, exploring the world and right. the lore and yada yada and kind of the opposite happened because 
I think, you know, combat was fine, but it was nothing that really got me super pumped. Um, you know, maybe the most immersed in the gameplay I got was with Gwent. <laughs> there you go. I'm still so pissed about <laughs> losing that tournament, though, because Lost like cards th- yeah, throughout the rest of the game it was just like just squashing everyone. It's like, man, if I just beat that one guy, what a collectible collected them all. <laughs> Ash Ketchum. <sighs> Son of a guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, as you get farther and farther in the game, like it becomes very cutscene heavy. And like, surprisingly, like I was just very roped in and wow. yeah, like I got invested with the characters who I think are, uh, written better than naughty dog writes their characters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess it it just seems like, I don't know, it feels like nobody's really trying too hard, and that's the feeling I would get. That's And not just with Naughty Dog. A lot of times I get the sense like, oh, they're trying, to, they're trying too hard to, you know, force some personality onto this character. It's just don't, like, don't make me defend The Last of Us right now, because I will yo, do that. You can't. It's indefensible. Jeez. Oh, it's trying to drag me into this battle. It's the last of you. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be, huh? <laughs> well, well, maybe I I need to revisit that game. I didn't. I'm I'm leaning more towards DJ on that one than you, Randall. Although I I wouldn't say I hate the game or anything. But on the I, record, I it's better than Uncharted. I'm throwing it out there. I no, definitely. I have no. way more fun playing the Uncharted games personally. I never well, played different much types of four, games, but, but yeah. go fucking pick up a ladder in Last of Us. It's <laughs> so good. Take it somewhere. <laughs> Y'all probably didn't like Resident Evil Four either. I'm not a big played. fan. Not yeah, a big that fan. sounds about right. Too a little too slow and methodical for uh-huh. me. Even though I said earlier when we were talking that I was like, I'm sick of these breakneck pace <laughs> games. I need to play something a little more methodical. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you did you feel satisfied by like wrapping up the story or whatever? Or? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, you know make different choices affect the outcome and i'm not sure if i made the the right choices like i felt good about the choices i made when i made them but i'm not sure if they maybe resulted in the best outcome um but i haven't looked into the other options so maybe i got the best one but i don't know i I again I found myself very invested like Geralt was my boy <laughs> like he just I don't know he just seemed very just chill not really trying to I don't know like capture all the attention or anything it's just not trying to tune you know, it up yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah I uh so there is the uh DLC that I still have to go through because oh man, I have the complete edition. You guys, yeah, that means I got everything. <laughs> I've got that too, but I haven't played the game yet. I'm kind of curious oh, about man. that. I so I did a little bit of the first DLC, and I think I just got to a point where it was just like, you know what? Like, I was very invested in this main story, and like, I just went through. I I don't know. I went I went through a lot of game to get there, and yeah, I think maybe I just need to take a break from it and maybe i'll return to it in the future um i looked online it's each 
like bit of DLC uh, is supposed to take like 10 to 15 Damn. hours. So there's a you know good. How many extra- are there? There's there's two. OK, so there's still good. Good yeah. amount of game. A lot of game left. Yeah. Yeah. Are um, they on the same map or are they like new maps or. Uh, so, you know, I was starting to play uh, one of them and it it sounded as though they were going to take me to like a new map but that ended up not happening okay (laughs) but you know it was same map but like an area of the map that i you know earlier in the game didn't feel like i had leveled up high enough to get to is to uh you know access those they say recommended level is you know around the recommended level you need to beat the game right so now now that i'm more equipped i think i can i think i think i can make my mark on the rest of the map I that's cool Geralt, yeah. gives you an excuse to go back even if you don't want to at this moment which is always really cool yeah 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 so again gotta take a break for now I've put a lot of time into this game <laughs> but uh you know Seem, seems like the podcast probably needs it because <laughs> I haven't played <laughs> anything new this way. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. It's nice, to know, it's nice to know that it's like, you know, sometimes I hear that like a game is, oh, it's 50 hours or 60 or 150 hours or however many hours, you know, and it's a little daunting and it kind of puts me off. So it's nice to know that you legitimately got sucked in through the whole experience. Yeah. Know? And so. like I even got to a point where I wasn't listening to podcasts like I oh, originally, cool. you know, wow. speculated I would be. Yeah. Yeah. For a game like that, I would. That's how, even with, you know, I love Breath of the Wild. And that, once I got the idea of like, a, OK, I get the vibe of this region of the map. I am get the music. I get the tone. Unless I'm facing some kind of like story beat, I'm pretty much listening to a podcast. So. And I'd say there are a decent amount of story beats like so. I mean. Of course, way more than Breath of the Wild. So, yeah. of course, the approach might be a little different, but yeah, pick it up. And it's coming to Switch. Uh, yeah, somewhat soon ish. I think this year. At yeah, some it's go. definitely this so. year. They just, uh, I think they just recently announced the date, and it was definitely in 2019. Yeah, so yeah. you can pretty much get it anywhere. Yeah, we're being topical. There you go. <laughs> Well, uh, well, you know, just while we're talking about uh, AAA experiences, although I, I would say this is definitely a, it's a, it's an indie game, but uh, but it feels somewhat AAA in some regards, at least. But uh, at least maybe it just feels that way because I'm playing a 3D game again. <laughs> I hardly ever play games that are 3D. <laughs> yeah, that's but, uh, true, I talked. <laughs> we talked a little bit about uh, No Man's Sky last week, um, and I played just like kind of the first tutorial mission or whatever you want to call it. Which uh, which I did not realize was a tutorial at first. So uh, I think you guys are like relatively familiar with this game, right? Or the general conceit of yeah. just like the whole universe the is procedurally generated, and you know, uh, you just you you know you're just pre- we we talked about it a little bit last week. You're just kind of exploring the universe, and so anyways, you just kind of at the beginning of the game, I booted it up, and you're you're uh floating through like you're kind of zooming through the stars and you're seeing all these little nodes and planets uh that you're zipping by that have like little percentages and they have names of like it, it seems to be like okay this is like 16 percent explored on this planet or whatever and, okay. I, and once it i, I think it's the game's just loading at this point you know and then you eventually load and you're kind of like land on a planet 
And all of a sudden, I'm getting all these warnings like, warning, warning, toxic you know, radiation levels or whatever it is. <laughs> it was some kind of toxicity. And I'm, you know, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I'm just like immediately getting all these notifications and I'm trying to collect resources and like just kind of like I pretty much like I'm taking damage right away. Like, what the hell is going on? And like, I was like, well, you know, I was like, maybe maybe I'm just got really unlucky and just spawned on like a really hostile planet. And uh, and maybe I need to uh, maybe I just need to restart the game here so the game and, just uh, plopped you on that planet you didn't choose to go to that planet to start correct i wow. just like that that's where i started Jeez. so uh so i restart the game wow. after i was pretty much dead but i <laughs> hadn't died yet Jeez. but i was like i might i might as well just start over it's rough so game. i i restart the game and uh and i'm just playing on like the normal mode um which i'll get into the modes in a sec but uh but i you know i started the game again and then at this time, after I do that loading, zipping through the stars, now I'm on like a super hot planet and I'm just like, it's like heat rate or heat resistance <laughs> failing, you know, oh my God. the systems fail. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and this, then I like I started like paying more attention to the pop ups that are coming up because it seemed like just it was just like going going nuts. It's like, collect this. You, you need this. You need this. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I don't understand. And like uh, then I'm slowly figuring out, OK, this is actually the tutorial. They're trying to show you what you have to do when you're like fucked right um so like you have to like go collect this and repair your uh in this case it was the heat pack or whatever that whatever thing you need to repair to like have heat resistance and in the other case it would have been to repair like your oxygen tank uh for the toxicity but it's just showing you how to like repair stuff okay um like i i I don't even think i got through this whole entire segment but i'm like now i'm like collecting the pieces to like fix my ship and i think it's just kind of teaching me how to you know, basically what to do when shit hits the fan and, and right. start you off uh, with a, I don't know, it, it's kind of interesting. But yeah, it was definitely, again, I know I mentioned like kind of being put off, not put off by this game, but after the kind of backlash of the reception of this game, I kind of rocky start. Yeah, yeah, it fell off my radar a little bit and I've been reluctant to get into it. And then this initial play right off the bat i was like i don't know i don't know and i I still you know i haven't played enough to give any kind of real impression but i just definitely thought that was kind of interesting and and funny and not not what i was expecting from this game i mean you're going through go i was going around with like a laser and just kind of zapping uh like essentially just mining resources like zapping these rocks and you can like scan and like oh i need sodium or i need carbon for this or i need uh, this particular resource and you have to craft all this stuff. So it was definitely had a lot more of that going on than I expected. But, uh, but again, I mentioned the different modes and I'm just playing in the normal mode, which is like the, at the very top of the list, which just sounded like the more just like, Oh, it's, you know, cat, not a casual challenge, but just like a regular challenge. Right. Um, and then there's like an extra hard mode and then there's an extra hard mode with like permadeath where it just says like the enemies are tougher and there's more of them. And there's more um, like just resource gathering is either more scarce or you just have to like maybe they just ramp up how much you need of stuff. Right. Um, And then there's also just like, though, a free play mode that's probably plays more like if you're just playing on like free play on Minecraft. Right. And you can just like build your bases and you just have access to anything and everything. I think that's cool. Um, So pretty cool that it seems like it offers some different ways to play. So if you are not looking for more, you know, it's I, I guess I wasn't expecting like so much of like this kind of survival element although i I do remember hearing that like you do kind of have to get going a little bit before you okay i kind of have like a general flow of resources and i don't have to worry about that stuff anymore 
Um, You're like Matt so, Damon in The Martian or something. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, and uh, we were talking about this a little bit uh, before the podcast, but uh, and I know we talked on the podcast last week about VR. Yeah. And uh, I will say when I, I was playing this pretty late, I was playing it after work one night after I got home from a bartending shift and uh, I put on the headphones because I was like, I want to crank this up or I want to like, you know, I want to be immersed in this game. Yeah. But it's a little too late to crank it up. You know, I live in an apartment building and I'm not trying to be rude. Right. So uh, <laughs> so I put the headphones on and especially because like I, at the towards the end of the time that I was playing. I got this uh, this like upgrade to my visor that I could kind of zoom in and like really scan things a little more thoroughly. Um, and you could like then start scanning things like to see what they actually are. Oh, and like, yeah. I, I, it, it seemed like it was getting, you know, we're getting into Metroid Prime oh, territory. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it was just uh, I don't know, like go like with the headphones on and like looking through the visor, like it really felt like I was I was I was getting sucked in. Uh, I don't know. I just it really made me want that VR experience. And that's and, awesome. And I know I mentioned to you guys uh, somewhat recently, but yeah, I've been really enjoying playing games with headphones on. You know, if I I'll tweak the mixing a little bit, I, f- I find that a lot of video games have their sound effects a little too loud. Yeah. For whatever reason, like I kind of want the music to be carrying and then the sound effects to just kind of to cut through a little. But, Agreed. you know, but if they if they give me that option to tweak those two settings, I typically will dial that in yep. on the headphones. And then uh, even if I'm playing on the TV, I'll leave it at that. But assuming a yeah, decent soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really have any anything to say one way or the other, whether I'm going to like this game. I, d- I don't know quite yet, but uh, it's not quite what I expected, but it is pretty beautiful. I mean, there were just some really cool moments. There was one moment where like the sun or whatever whatever star in this solar system was kind of setting or like kind of reflecting in the distance and all of a sudden this like bigger ship just like kind of sailed over and i was like oh, Whoa, geez. Is it? and i was like man is it? and i know we talked last week like you never run into anybody and i was thinking like oh is there's is there somebody in that thing is like wow. i know i'm just maybe in the tutorial here but what's going on like That's i don't know awesome. it's just like you you feel i don't know i've mentioned before i'm a big star trek fan so yeah. i i, I kind of want to have my own little star trek fantasy adventure with this game so i'm, wow, I'm hoping sweet. i'm hoping there's something there again this survival stuff is seeming a little bit harsher than i expected but we'll see where it goes i'll definitely uh, update on this game in the future i don't know if it'll be next week but um i'll definitely be playing more of this in the coming uh future yeah, i'm curious to hear more about that and it seems like this game is open-ended enough where you're kind of sounds like already you're kind of making your own story which is really cool yeah yeah and and again i don't know if there's going to be some kind of reset after i learn these mechanics or what's going on but yeah i'll fill you guys in when i find out that's sweet yeah, Get that to be honest <laughs> uh i i didn't really know much like you know when this game was originally announced so you know i assumed oh it's just a game without really any any structure and people are just exploring but i guess it's nice to hear that there is you know you know a little more meat to it like you know the survival aspect is pretty cool so i would be curious if you keep playing yeah it was it was like intense i had to like you know i had to get carbon to like just to power the laser that i was using to collect the carbon i mean it was like it was pretty pretty harsh for just being on the on a normal setting you know right so yeah so we'll see does it seem like you're building to try to do something or is it too soon to tell? I, I would still say too too soon to tell. Yeah. Okay. 
But and right now they have me building to fix my ship, which I'm assuming once I fix my ship, I will then leave this planet and then be kind of I'm I'm, I kind of get the feeling that that's going to open up the game and to really see what it's all about, or at least let me explore what it what it has to offer. So, right. Yeah, I'll fill you guys in. I'll fill you in. So, yeah. I don't have any uh, any real transition, uh, Randall, but I know uh, I know we both picked up a newer game that uh, just dropped on the Switch. Well, a newer slash older <laughs> game. Uh, There's but aspects we just picked... of it that are newer at the very least. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we picked up the uh, Vasara collection. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but on the uh, just released on the Nintendo Switch. It's a pair of uh, vertical scrolling bullet hell shmups. Uh, and then a kind of new iteration on that, but you played a little more of that than I did this week, Randall. So why don't you, uh, take it away? Sure. So yeah, the Visara collection is, uh, there's two main games that I think were released kind of, uh, on our, in arcades, uh, a while back at this point. I want to say it was early two thousands. I, I thought I saw right. the copyright was like 2001 and then it had 2019. I, I could be even misremembering that, but I thought it that sounds right in my head. That feels right too for, <laughs> yeah. for where that gameplay is feels like yeah. Dreamcast era, even if it didn't come out on Dreamcast type of vibe mm-hmm. to it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely has a lot of bullet hell elements. Both of these games, Vasara one and Vasara two, um, they're hard. I'll throw that out there right at the beginning. <laughs> get my ass kicked by these games. Yeah. And then in doing research, they're like, actually, Vasara, yeah, it's, it's not too bad of a game if you want to get into bullet hell. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm bad at shmups, but I, I still like them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, yeah, they're I, vertical. I know the feeling. Vertical shooters. Um, they're, they're both in like a vertical, like Tate mode orientation, too. Um, where in this game, uh, this collection, both games in it uh, support the Tate mode with the flip grip on Nintendo switch, which I tried out and uh, I actually found that I was doing best once I kind of had that going. Cause it made that screen real estate a little bit uh, better utilized when you're playing yeah. in handheld that way for, for this orientation. Um, so I've, I found myself doing a little bit better once I did that, but still kind of get my ass kicked. And because these are arcade games, uh, it requires you to put in quote unquote credits and, um, that's the way it's designed is to eat your quarters. So um, you just pop credits in by hitting, I think it's like the left trigger um, and then hitting start to employ that, that credit. Uh, but you will burn through credits very quickly. Although it's not one hit death for your ship, which is nice. Yeah. And I liked how you don't also, I, it, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you take damage from touching ships, but you actually, yeah. Like there's like some push to them. Like you can kind of like push them out of the way or they can push you. But like you don't take any damage from that. I don't think it's only from getting hit by bullets or projectiles. I think you're right, especially in Visara too. I know that's the case. Um, yeah. And I, I like the um, the HD rumble implementation is for the most part pretty decent in this. Where like if you're close to bullets, you'll kind of feel it a little bit. Um, and I think it's the same with ships as well. Although, like when you die or or you take a, a big hit or you hit something with your uh, your Visara like samurai slicing attack, the HD rumble goes nuts. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> that's too yeah, much. The, yeah, the Joy Cons sometimes go crazy. I don't need it to be that high definition of a rumble. <laughs> Just a lower definition rumble would be nice. 
And yeah, four eight four eighty p would be fine. Yeah, four eighty p rumble, maybe even two forty p rumble would be okay. Four eighty i. Yeah, but yeah, uh, those those games are pretty decent. It's like a samurai mech type of thing going on, which is pretty cool. There's a few retro games uh, that kind of do the same thing. The the Musha games come to mind, having kind of a similar combination of old school uh, Japanese samurai plus mechs. So. It's yeah, that like good. feudal Japan era. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. feudal Japan backdrop is always cool. And there's different uh, characters that you can select in both of these games that uh, have different ships where they, you know, either they hit harder or they're faster or a combination of both. So that's kind of cool. You can kind of style it to your, your gameplay style. If you want to be fast, you have that option. But you yeah, that's take all out it. the bosses as fast. That's always huge for me with uh, with any kind of game that you're just kind of replaying these same short levels over and over again. Yes. Like, give me some give me some variety. Give me ways, even though I do sometimes tend to find a groove that like this is my setup. You know, this is the way I play. But like, yeah, let me let me experiment for a while. Otherwise, I, I don't find my it doesn't keep my interest, you know, right long enough, typically. Totally. Yeah. And it, it th- yeah. Kudos to this game, too, for the different characters for that purpose. Um, yeah. And I like the uh, the gameplay element of using melee attacks to get rid of enemy bullets. Um, that was pretty cool. That definitely saved my ass. Because otherwise, I'm like, at first, I didn't realize you could do the melee attack because I'm apparently not good at reading comprehension. Um, so I was just using the like auto fire for the most part, which is fine. But that doesn't get rid of enemy bullets. The, and then otherwise, only the bombs do. But you only get a couple of bombs to start with. You can gain more, but it takes time or you have to like pick them yeah. up while weaving through bullets, uh, <laughs> which is yeah. not easy. So, yeah, yeah, the melee attack is super useful, although it takes a second to charge up. So you have to time it pretty. Effectively. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not a separate button, right? You have to like charge the shot with right. the regular shoot button. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, but I. Yeah, one thing I like too, and I, I, again, I, I, I only played a handful of runs of this. So I might be misremembering, but it seemed like. Most of the ships, like when you get a power up, like it, it's not like um, they're not different power ups. They, they may be, you know, per ship, but you're, you're just getting you're just beefing up your weapon. Right. You're not you're not getting like, oh, shit, I had the laser and I liked I liked that. And oh, man, I accidentally picked up the machine gun. Right. Or whatever. You know, it's you just keep beefing up until yep. you hit the limit of points. But you can beef it up quite a few times, oh, yeah. like four or five, even maybe even more. Yeah. Like it was like I had a pretty huge spread and I could be wrong. There there might be. Maybe I just didn't get far enough. Maybe I didn't actually get to the second level, <laughs> but <laughs> it felt like the levels like just transitioned really smoothly. Yeah. Or they at least had these like little like cutscene intermissions. Well, not cutscenes, but like it felt like a level would end. I would beat some kind of boss or maybe it was a, just a mini boss, but then it would like kind of just flow into a level without any kind of, you know, change to anything like for sure keep, yeah it's not the really game like just keeps going levels it's kind of like you play a boss battle and then it'll show you um the amount of like those uh scrolls or banners or whatever that you've killed uh the like higher level enemies it gives you a scroll or banner for every one of those so it kind of counts those up and then it kind of just flows into the next part of the level or next yeah. stage but it's very seamless that way yeah it's pretty cool yeah. it's pretty cool it feels it feels a little more cohesive than some of the like some of these games like i've, I've bought quite a few of these uh mostly shmups but a, a few of these just re- 
any old like just remake of an arcade game. Oh, yeah. Um, and it can feel a little clunky, even in the interface of like, how do you add credits? Yeah. Or what's this? yeah. Like, to be honest, it did take me a second to figure out which button was the coin button. But it is nice to like I can just say. Like with these types of games, I usually just try to make a rule for myself. Like I'm going to limit myself to five credits and try to beat it with that many credits. And like I can superimpose that. But if I want to see the whole game on any given day, I can just keep pumping credits in, you know? Yeah. And that makes sense. That's kind of like a way to set difficulty for yourself is like, yeah, if I was at an arcade or whatever and I was enjoying this game, I'd probably pop in like uh, at a max, maybe like two bucks unless I'm really on a roll. Right. And right. like two bucks is, you know, 50 cents a credit. You're talking four credits, maybe five. So, right. yeah, that's that seems like that makes sense to me, too. Yeah. And, and that's how I try to play these as well. Um, the other thing that I, I didn't note is the graphics. I like the graphics, especially once you change the filter to sharp. Oh, I got to look into that because yes. I know I noticed that it felt a little blurry. I, I don't like when, to that for some reason. Does it, is it is it called what's the filter called that it it's like smooth to? or sharp? Yeah, um, get that smooth shit out of here. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. It's like they're in Eagle Island, to its credit, there's a ton of different settings and all different audio, this and that. Yeah. Um, but you can you can put on like all these different filters that are like CRT, this and that, I you know, but you can yeah. you can do a smooth filter that it like all it changes the game so much the way it looks like it's just really kind of not super detailed pixel style, but it's a, a nice, you know, relatively detailed pixel style. Um, and then it turns it into almost looking like Spelunky, like the the Xbox 360 version of Spelunky, uh, just by smoothing it out. And it's like, yeah, I just don't like how that looks. It always looks blurry to me, especially yeah. with these old retro games. Yeah, they, the sorry the to go on filters are terrible. Yeah, and and a lot of these arcade games have that option, and I don't know why they default to it. I mean, maybe people don't like sharp pixels for some reason. I I love them. I want to yeah. see that detail. I want to see what the artist intended. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, if that's the way the game, I'm buying this game because it's a retro game. I want the retro experience. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to have it papered over. Although, Although people uh, would argue that the retro experience is playing it on a shitty, you know, rounded tube CRT yeah. that's 30 years old. And I'm I'm just not that type of person. I want to see like I want to see those chunky ass pixels. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. But, uh, yeah, but uh, but I know there's one more element of this game on top of the two, uh, you know, the I don't want to say remakes, but reissues or whatever of the first two games in the series. There's also the Vasara Timeless, which yes. is that's the reason this game caught my eye, because I was like, OK, I already have a ton of these shmups. I like at first I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to pick this up. This looks cool. Yeah, I was like, I actually have like 15 other shmups on my <laughs> switch. And like, do I really need another shoot em up? How many of those to, have four player co-op support? though? That, Kevin? Exactly. That's what that's what caught my eye. So there's like this new and it's totally like different graphical style, everything like it has yeah. more of like kind of that Dreamcast era. 3d you know it def- yeah. it's 3d but it definitely doesn't look that great it no bad, it's like but low it doesn't... poly 3d it's not yeah not an eye catcher not by any means no. but but it does have like you can pick a ton of different characters yeah. from i think both of the games that again you have all the different varying in it and it does uh split the or not split the screen but like it it expands the screen into like full widescreen right um, and then you also have like it adds in like a dash mechanic that yeah. charges every so often. So because at first I was like, oh, man, you move way too slow. Like there's no way you can get back and forth. But yeah, if you're especially if I was just playing by myself, but um, right. pretty cool. Like, yeah, it was like for just to pick up and play. And again, this is another one of those games that I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast that like 
when these games are like pre-purchased on sale for like half off I know, before right? and it was so it was only five bucks for this yeah. collection um and even at the standard price of 10 again very fair uh price oh, yeah. to ask but like for five bucks i was like i'm getting two classic shooters that i've yep. never heard of before yep and then and then on top of that this remake of like or this this reimagining or whatever of the series that I can boot up with friends when they're over, you know? Yeah. That sounds pretty that sounds worth five bucks to me. So. Totally. I think that's a great price for value for that. And yeah, I, I didn't I didn't play this uh, timeless mode as much because it kind of tripped me up where like most of the time when you open up these shmups, there's like a time attack mode or you know, something to that effect. So I thought that's what this was. Uh, not realizing that, oh, no, this is a fully like fully fledged from the ground up mode that they made for this release, seemingly. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Actually, it seemed a little like you said, it was slower, but like it also seemed a little bit more laid back and like I could survive for a hot second longer. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> a little more breathing room. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. With all that screen real estate, I'm like, oh, OK, this is kind of a different look. I'm I don't feel like this might be quite as good as the other two. Um, but that's okay. You know, it's, it's kind of like a bonus. So I'll take yeah. it that way. Yeah, for sure. It's the game of the year edition. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the complete. Um, but I guess real quick, uh, I will, I'll talk about another shoot shooter or shoot 'em up that I've been playing lately is, uh, called Qyo Blaster. I want to hear uh, about the, this the letter, <laughs> the letter Q and then dash and then yo, Y O blaster. Um, but this game caught my eye again, just another like kind of kind of interesting art style. Like it's pixel art, but it but it has like some elements of it have like almost like a little bit of like a cuphead e vibe, like the the animations of yeah. like there would be like these hands like moving around, like moving their fingers like really fluidly and like shooting bullets out of their fingertips. Um uh but yeah, it just had kind of like a weird, crazy style, and this game is is very crazy. Um, and there's like kind of a pretty long like opening cutscene that's just like you know just still frames and dialogue, and it doesn't make much sense. I I kind of breeze through it, but even so, even the stuff I read, yeah. I was just like, what the hell are they even talking about? I don't get it. But but uh, it, it's interesting. There's like uh, I played a little bit more today uh, just to play it, just so I could have a little bit more to add, and I actually got pretty far. I got to the last stage. Oh, nice. Uh, but only because it gives you, like, seven or eight continues, at least on the standard difficulty. Okay. But it looks like there's uh, there's other modes that you can unlock, uh, which appear to be more difficult, and then other uh, more tough difficulties that you can unlock as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, like, at first it looks like there's only, like, three different characters you can pick from, and then once you select one of those, they seem to be, like, some, they seem to be, like, factions, and then there's five different characters within each of those. Okay. Um, so there's, like, 15 wow. different characters to pick from. Damn. And one of the things I really appreciate is, like, they, this is one of those games that, like, has, like, uh, just, like, bright, like, neon, like, pink or purple ball. Yeah. That's just, like, this is your hitbox. Like, it doesn't matter what your character looks like. It doesn't matter anything else like that is the part that as long as that doesn't touch anything, ah, you're safe. Okay. So I always appreciate when games like have some kind of like uh, I know we've briefly talked about Steradin before on the podcast and we'll talk about it more at some point because we we definitely need to highlight that game um, and I just need to play it again. But like yeah. all the ships have like a little green like spot on it and that's like your that is your hitbox in that game. Um like all the designs are different, but they all have that one thing in common. And that's like what, you know, that's what can't take damage. Right. Um, which I really like, I really appreciate that when there's, you know, when the screen is just filled with bullets, you know, 
that yeah you want to know how you can weave like exactly how much room for error do i have here exactly and one of the things i will say is like the backgrounds are a little like they're they're also kind of pixel art but they look kind of different than the pixel art of the enemies and the and and your character like they're a little they look like almost they're out of like old like 90s computer adventure yeah. games or something. They they look sort of different. I don't know. I don't, they look a little it doesn't look like bad or anything necessarily, but it it doesn't look like as much care went into that. Right. Um as the like enemy designs and stuff like that. But uh but it does have some cool mechanics like you're shooting and and they, this is another game where like yeah, I was holding down the auto fire and with your regular gun, right. uh that that all that will do is like your your bullets will kind of spread for uh like a wider spread as you hold it down longer. Whereas if you were to just keep tapping it, it'll stay a pretty steady, you know, direct stream of bullets. Yeah. And then as you get different power ups, like homing missiles, like if you keep tapping, it'll shoot like a more powerful, like kind of like a bigger bomb instead of like the faster paced missiles. Right. Um, and every, like uh, there's a bunch of different weapons you can get. Um, they don't seem to level up or power up. You just like pick up. Oh, I got the H for the homing missiles, and I have them now. Did it seem like there was different get, weapons for different characters, or was it just kind of like you get you the get homing diff- missile no matter what? There's a ton of different. On top of the uh, the 15 or more different characters, you also then pick a different weapon at the beginning. Damn. That you can. Uh, some characters only have like two to pick from. Some have like five. So. Wow. Uh, with tons of different stats, like they all same thing with like kind of like we mentioned in Vasara, different speeds, different this. I only tried like three of the characters. Yeah, uh, I was playing as Mister Cheeks, which is a hamster. Okay. Uh, when I uh, got to the final level here. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, it feels pretty good. It has like every the every level like right when you start it like chugs for a quick second, but then after that it's like pretty smooth. Don't really have any issue with slowdown. The bullets are like really they're. I mean, they go out of their way to make them really flashy and like neon rainbow. Yeah. Um, but they're a little like light colored or bright or something. They they do uh, for and some of the levels I have a little bit of a hard time seeing them. But uh, but you have like these you collect on top of the different weapons and that you get like beyond your standard weapon that you start with, you know. Yeah. And uh, you get these pulses that you can have up to three. You have like a little like battery meter. And you get a pulse that you uh, can use to clear the the any bullets that are on the screen, turn them into gems that you collect that you also can collect as you kill enemies. OK. And uh, and that powers up like this meter at the bottom that also is tiered into like three tiers um, that you can then use. Like, oh, yeah, B we didn't mention that to in Vasara, sh- but it's the same idea there, too. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you get like a bomb like charge attack. that yep. Again, just has like three tiers of how powerful that that charge attack will be. And that will wipe the bullets or like block any bullets that it with that blast as well as the pulses will turn all the bullets so some of these bosses if you time it perfect like you can turn a situation where they're filling the screen with bullets like crazy yeah you know you turn it into a power up and you can unleash like two or three of those huge blasts and you're making some huge headway that's sweet Um, one of the things I will say is some of these bosses take quite a long time to to take down and this game does offer two players so okay. it does it does make me wonder if maybe and, and Vasara offers that as well. Two players on the on one and two and then uh, four players on that mode. I don't know if we mentioned that the first. I don't think we did. But also yeah. co-op. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's always a huge plus on oh, these yeah. types of games for me. Big time. But it, but again, this is a this is a horizontal scrolling shooter. So this one utilizes the whole real estate of the screen space. And I think we we might uh mentioned this before on the podcast but i I know or you might have mentioned this before dj but i definitely or you've definitely mentioned it to me before but i definitely prefer the the horizontal scrolling to the vertical scrolling i don't i don't know why 
but I just do for whatever reason. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I, I kind of do too. Yeah. I think for, for more, I, I, I think the main reason I'm just thinking of this right now, but I, I feel like the worlds in those games are typically more immersive. Like they're more, they're just typically cooler designs. <laughs> like out of the more interesting designs, yeah. there's like more going on in the background where like the top down stuff is like, a little just less you're just underneath. looking at like the roofs of buildings yeah. or the tops of trees uh, or, that's true yeah, or it's a water where like thing. yeah i don't know if you're yeah although I, I i do think it's pretty cool that a lot of those top-down games like incorporate enemies that are on the ground yeah. and enemies yeah. that are in the sky so so totally. there's there's pros and cons to both i definitely like both styles but i do tend to lean towards these so i haven't played much but yeah also as you beat each level there's like i think so i think there were seven or eight stages and so if there's eight stages, I think there's seven power ups. So every time you beat a level, you pick one of these seven power ups that either like you uh, increase like the so your your bullets when you hold down the auto fire won't spread as far out like it'll stay okay. more focused still or you up increase your speed and you these are one time purchases. So it's like or you can get one extra life. OK, um, so I save that for last. Like, OK, last level I have last thing to get one up so it nice. but it you know it, or the power-ups will last longer on the screen like after you kill an enemy and like a you know a, a pulse power-up or a bomb or i guess you, know, you don't collect bombs in this game but uh like the homing missiles or whatever like i mentioned there's all kinds of different stuff lasers and like a spread shot i forget what they're all called but right yeah it's uh it's pretty cool it's it's a little rough around the edges in some regards but uh yeah i think this game's normally 10 bucks i grabbed it for a few bucks off on sale but um, again, for ten bucks with fifteen characters and and two players, and if you're into these kinds of games, I, I can't say that I don't recommend it. I again, I haven't played it enough really to to give it a wholehearted, you know. Backing, I almost bought this really anyway like though, because it. it looks like a cute 'em up, and I am a fan of cute 'em ups, eh, like yeah. uh, Air Zonk and Star Parodier and Parodius, all the games of kind of that era that kind of have weird zany bullshit. Um, typically Japanese developed games, um, where it's just, it's not taking itself too seriously and there's a lot of color and there's a lot of random and just kind of keeps you entertained through doing a lot of the, you know, repetitive shmup actions as you're fighting new weird, crazy bosses and things yeah. like that. Yeah, for sure. I will, I will say that the enemy designs could use a little more variety and stuff like that, but yeah, it's, it's, they're. There's enough there. It's definitely uh, a nice little package. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to check it out. Nice. Well, uh, once again, I got <laughs> no real transition here, Randall, but uh, I know you and uh, I believe you and Tina have been uh, revisiting some Toe Jam and Earl, which uh, Toe, uh, Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove, right? Yeah. Um, and that's something that uh, you and I tried playing like shortly after it came out. We played a little online and had a little bit of a laggy experience and then some jerks that joined us. <laughs> and within like five seconds, we were already like, OK, we had some troubles connecting and yeah. and getting the game to work and a little bit of lag. And then we're like, all right, this just puts the nail in the coffin. Yeah. But uh, but I know you mentioned that they've done some updates and, and just, yeah, we hadn't spent much time with the game at that point. So, right. Any any new thoughts or I guess we haven't talked about it on the podcast. So any <laughs> any thoughts in general? I do have thoughts in general. So Toe Jam and Earl. uh was back in the groove 
So this is, uh, it basically took the original Toe Jam and Earl that was released in 91 on Genesis. It was one of the big, like, formative games of the Sega Genesis. They pushed it hard, had a lot of, like, 90s rapper-tude to it in a fun alien way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that your mom wouldn't mind buying it for you because, you know, it's yeah. cartoony. Um, but it had, you know, great music, um, laid-back, co-op-focused uh, one of the earliest roguelike element type of games, uh, released on consoles really, um, in the way that like presents were completely randomized. Uh, you can play a completely random level generated, uh, campaign to, to complete it, which is pretty cool. Pretty novel for 1991 on. Yeah. Uh, that console. was, that was news to me when we talked about that before, like yeah. when, when, when this game came out and then we were talking about the original, I, I just had never realized that before. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And, and Tina and I just have a ton of history with that first Genesis game. We played it a lot, especially when we were first dating. Uh, but even to this day, we we pop it on from time to time just to like, yeah, let's see if we can beat this. Let's see if we can get all 10 ship pieces that are scattered throughout this world uh, playing on random. Uh, so we'd never know what the levels are going to be. So you can't memorize anything. Uh, and yeah, let's see if, let's see how far we can get because by no means are you guaranteed success. I think we've only seen the end maybe two or three times out of quite a few attempts. So it gets pretty damn hard. Uh, but that's the original game. This is, uh, the new game that they kickstarted. Uh, they launched a Kickstarter in 2015, which I backed because like I said, I was just a huge fan. Uh, I put some pretty decent money in, uh, just knowing the pedigree that this group had, they were bringing back like the main guy, uh, that had developed and directed, uh, Toe Jam and Earl back in the day. He's, he was back for this project. Um, they had kind of some fits and starts throughout that process, but it uh, ended up releasing in 2019 on like all platforms, which is sweet. Um, ended up getting it on Switch because I just wanted it to have that availability to take it on the go, whatever else, because again, at its core is it's kind of like a laid back co-op game, right? And that's where I want my co-op stuff is on Switch. Um, there's just so many good ones there. Uh, but it follows a lot of the same ideas where you are uh, alien. Um, you can pick from Toe Jam or, or Earl, uh, and they are different types of aliens. Uh, one is kind of like slow with more health, and one is a little bit faster with less health. But they've got other attributes now, like their luck when they pick up presents, if it's going to be a good present or not for something they can use, or um, what other elements are there. There's a bunch of other ones. Um, in there too. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there's, there's like at least six or seven different stats, which you upgrade by kind of exploring the world. You get more experience, which allows you to get, uh, upgraded levels. And then you're a little bit faster or a little bit beefier to continue on your journey. Um, oh, like strength of attack, things like that. Um, they've got more characters than they did the first time around. There's nine total characters you can unlock that all kind of have different attributes and different styles. Um, there's voice acting in the game now, which obviously there wasn't back in the Genesis. So, and I, I'm not like the biggest fan of that necessarily for a lot of this type of 2d game, but it works. It's fine. It's not intrusive by any means. Um, and a lot of the quips from like the humans, which are generally your enemies, uh, are, are pretty funny, at least at first. Yeah, I remember I could I could probably see that getting grading if you're playing it over and over again. But I do remember of some of them being what was the one the one guy that would like chase you buy my sign my game. sign my game. I'm your biggest <laughs> fan. Yeah, that was definitely funny. But yeah, if you're on your 50th run, you're just like, I'm going to fucking kill you, dude. So 
<laughs> yeah, you get used to it. It's fine. It's, <laughs> even then, you're like, yeah, you're annoying, but that's that's your that's your role. Yeah, you're and sometimes eliminated. that you know that's they're an- antagonizing you a little bit. You know, exactly. that's what the enemy is supposed to do. So yeah. Um, another uh, update of this game versus that original is the art style is pretty cool. I like it quite a bit. It's kind of got like a like a Nickelodeon uh, look to it. I would say kind of like a '90s Nickelodeon, like almost like a Rocco's Modern Life type of style to it, which is yeah. pretty cool. Uh, kind of j- just jumps off in, in screenshots all the the color and vibrancy to it, which definitely fits the zone. Um, the soundtrack is pretty phenomenal, I think. Uh, I really like the soundtrack of this game, but I really like the soundtrack of the original Genesis game as well. Uh, and I didn't realize until just recently that like the uh, <laughs> the main musician uh, composer for the first game uh, was very heavily inspired by Herbie Hancock's uh, Headhunters. Uh, it sounds like almost identical, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I'm familiar. I mean, I know Herbie Hancock, but it's a badass. I can't say I'm familiar. It's a badass like jazz fusion album. Um, okay. It's really good, actually. It's got it's very funky, just like Toe Jam and Earl is. Um, yeah. I'm like, man, I'm like psyched that I own this. But boy, you just ripped this off. Very heavily inspired. But he admitted to that like as well. But you, you talking about the soundtrack for this new game or for the original? I mean, kind of both. Yeah, yeah, definitely the original. But like then they they obviously took those tunes that people are very fond of and remixed them for this new game. So, right. It's both. Um, but okay. that being said, still, it's an awesome soundtrack and awesome soundtrack. There's like 30 different songs um, like those great remixes. So that never gets old. And that definitely is uh, a good driver forward to kind of keep you going. Um, a lot more presence than before. So like, you never know what you're going to open. Everything's kind of a question mark until you start discovering what presents are by either opening them or paying other friendly, uh, non-playable characters to reveal what presents are before you open them. Uh, because Sometimes you get something like a total bummer, which will kill you or bees or like a lightning strike or a total randomizer where even if you had like half of the presents opened and you knew what they were, once that randomizer hits, it just randomized everything again. And you don't know what present, you know, corresponds to what item again. And this is like the if I recall, like each present, like these are like wrapped, you know, birthday presents or whatever. And like. So there'll be like a pink and yellow one that if you if you before you get this randomizer, like once you realize, OK, this is going to buff my strength, it'll always be that. Yes. Until something happens that changes that. But right. not just for that run, then next time you play, it'll be something totally different. Yeah, totally. And it's not like you have to memorize what they look like necessarily, because it'll still show you when you open up your present menu that, oh, yeah, it's that same pink and yellow one. And it's yeah, it's extra life or it's yeah, tomatoes that you can throw at enemies or whatever. So, yeah, you'll you'll kind of keep that going until you accidentally hit a randomizer and then you're you're kind of screwed again. You're back to square one. Um, and, and this game gets hard, just like the first game. As you ramp up, there's the, the conditions of the level make it where you're you're finding yourself squeezed in small areas with a lot of enemies at the same time. And a lot of times it's not easy to outrun them unless you're jumping, jumping off into like a part of the land that's like a smaller area that you can't be followed as easily or something. Um, it's easy to fall off of the level and end up on the lower level because you're going through, uh, it's like a total of 25 levels to, to grab these 10 ship pieces. So not every level is going to have what you need 
where then you're just like getting to the end of the level, deciding or not whether or not you want to collect presents and then getting into an elevator so you can go up to the next level and keep your progress going. So it's kind of, I mean, there's not a lot of other games like this, even to this day. So it's a little bit of a complex thing to describe, but still like a lot of roguelike elements, which uh, keeps Tina and I coming back. Um, They did patch it. There's still some issues, at least with the Switch version, as far as some kind of chugginess and some lag every so often, Uh, especially when stuff gets hectic, which is a little disappointing. And the the loading times are still kind of heavy between levels, um, which... I kind of get because you're, you know, randomizing the levels. You're having to build them from scratch or like the, the game is in the background. But I don't know. It's sometimes you're you're waiting 15 seconds for that next level to show up, which is kind of kind of a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that being said, I'm still enjoying it. Still glad I own it. Um, I'll always be a Toe Jam fan. So, yeah, more to come on that one. All right. Well, not that it's like the same exact uh, illustration or animation style, although in this in this case, a lot of times I would I would say illustration is probably a more uh, applicable term. Yeah. But uh, Randall and I have both uh, somewhat serendipitously somewhat we, we had just kind of mentioned this game in passing, but uh, we both booted up uh, Battle Chef Brigade Deluxe yes, uh, on the switch as well. But I think, again, this is another game that's available on multiple platforms. Um, but this is like a. Hack and slash, beat 'em up slash, puzzler like yeah. match three or match two or whatever bunch bunch of different modifiers, but yeah, essentially match three puzzler at heart that has quite some sort of more similar mechanics to like uh, Tetris Attack or, or uh, Pokemon Puzzle League, like yeah. we talked about, like a similar mechanic to like moving the pieces around. Although in this case, uh, you're well, we'll get into that in a second, but uh, but yeah, this this game caught my definitely is just like has kind of like an anime cartoon again kind of like a 90s cartoon visual style yeah um, but definitely a very like specific choice to like use for the most part like still frames of of illustrations as opposed to like moving characters you know like obviously your character has like running animations when you're playing and stuff but like you know when they're when you're doing like the cutscenes, it's kind of just dialogue like fully voiced uh voiceover dialogue yeah but uh which is actually pretty good it is i will say really impressive really good i I do find myself skipping through a little bit of it just in the sense like i'm reading it and just moving it along to move the pace because there is a lot of it yeah Uh, especially at the beginning i'll say it it did take me like quite a bit of just just to get this game moving um you know probably an hour hour and a half to like okay i'm i'm in the groove of like the loop of the gameplay now um which was a little bit of a bummer, at least for me. You know, I, I just want to boot up a game. I'm excited to play it. I just want it to start. You know, I want to be playing the game. And like, it's like, sure. oh, this isn't quite what I'm envisioning, but maybe it's there. And, you know, if I put in enough time. But but what I've played so far, I've probably played about two and a half, three hours. And uh, there's honestly a, a lot of depth to to both sides of the game. Yeah, which I'm I'm pretty impressed specifically or uh, well, impressed on both fronts. Uh, but spe- I meant to say specifically uh kind of surprised or shocked on the uh, beat em up front because like specifically like the animations of like the enemies when you see like trailers and cutscenes and stuff you the, everything looks kind of stiff and sort of like clunky like it, it doesn't look as fluid as it feels like it really feels great to play it does um and you have a ton of different attack options like you you can throw knives and do like a throw out like a tornado whirlwind attack and like do like a downward dash or 
you know, from the air or do like a slide attack or yeah, there's all kinds of different uh, maneuverability and upgrades and different like perks and buffs you can equip. And oh, yeah. The beat em up stuff reminded me a lot of like Guardian Heroes or things like that, where there's there. Yeah, there's some serious complexity there for for what beat em ups typically are for what you yeah. can accomplish in that part of the game. And that's only part of the game. Yeah. And 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 it, and the nice thing is that you're actually they're incorporating these two things hand in hand. Yes. It's not like you're doing one and then you it's not like you do a beat em up level and then you do a puzzle and then you, it's like you you're doing these challenges that, you know, you're essentially it's like you're you're in this like Iron Chef competition. Right. That you're uh, you know, you'll get up to three judges for any battle and you're battling against another chef one on one. Maybe it'll evolve beyond that in the future, but I, it seems like it's just going to be one on one. And then each judge will have like a specific ingredient that they're or like the battle will have a specific ingredient that you have to use, which is tied to a specific enemy that you have to use. So you're, ki- you're killing the enemies in the beat em up section, collecting ingredients from them, right. running back to the kitchen, throwing them either in your pantry or into the pots that you have. And you have three pots on the stove that and all these enemies then have different uh, like. I, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I start going on one track of the game and, and go, you know, into the next aspect of it. So, but it's I guess all intertwined, like, like you say, like, yeah. So, and, and really, works. yeah, really well done. So, so I guess, so yeah, you get the, at the beginning of each battle, the judge or the, the host of the ceremony or whatever will give you like, these are the ingredients you have to use. And these are the judges, like these are their taste profiles that they look for, which are just tied so like the colors of the gems or the the bubbles that you're matching, which are, I think, just red, green and blue. Is that right? And then there's like some different like bones. And yeah, like different, like there's some different other, other like blockers yeah. and stuff like that that can trip you up. But yeah, um, but you can even like uh, so you're like, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But yeah, no, I think as it's far just, as we've gone just anyway. Yeah. 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 And the little bit we've played so far, I'm sure it will evolve beyond that. But you're essentially so you run out into the into the field or into the little battle arena. You go kill some enemies. You collect the ingredients. Particularly, you got to go try to kill that one enemy that they highlight that they want the ingredients from. Right. Uh, but you can get stuff from anything else. But then you each one of those ingredients you collect, which you can only fit a limited amount in your satchel. Right. And your bat, you get like about a five minute timer on these battles, at least the ones we've done so far. And that's what's really pushing the pace is like you have to run out, go hunt for ingredients. You only have like six item, six like ingredient slots basically in your satchel. So then you're like running back uh, to the kitchen so you can drop that stuff off. So your satchel is free to run back out while you're still under that five minute countdown to like go gather those ingredients to come back and still have time to cook. Yeah. And and you're wild. wondering, like, should I start cooking some of this <laughs> stuff? Because like so you now you have to. So each of those ingredients has like a, a everything's tied to like essentially like up up to four different uh, orbs, I guess right. we'll call them. And uh, they then they'll be laid out. However, so let's say you're, you pick up an ingredient from this like wildebeest looking animal. Yeah. You get like a, a red item that will be or like red gems or red orbs that will be like stacked in like a. Is it a four? It's a four by four grid yep. that you're you're stirring the ingredients, which is cool. So you're essentially just like in Puzzle League, you're moving a cursor around, but this time you're highlighting four uh, orbs at a time instead of two. Right. And then you hit either the left trigger or the right trigger, and that will spin those items counterclockwise or clockwise, uh, those four orbs. And then you're trying to either match three if you just have a regular pan, but you can have a pan that you buy that is a blue pan or a water pan right. that now when you 
cook ingredients that are blue, the blue orbs only need two to be combined and they keep combining. So you like to multiple tiers, like you have the regular base, like blue orbs. And then they, once you get a chain or a combo, they level up to like a, they like start glowing. And then the, you, if you match two of those glowing ones, they glow even more. And then you match two more and they can get like all the way up to like a elemental, that like I think it just turns into like one of those. It feels so good own. too when it's like and happening that way because you don't even have to stir; you just have to start the the fire, the cooking. Yeah, as process. long as the flame's going, it'll just keep combining. Yeah, and it's sweet. Yeah, and you can you can have you have three pans that you can be cooking at once, and you're like throwing dishes. You can like combine <laughs> them together, but you have to make sure you have the room to fit them in that very tight grid. You know that right. four by four grid. You really do have to manage like what you're putting in each pan, and yep. and you got to serve the dish on time. You get penalized if you don't serve it on time. Definitely didn't make penalized. it on time one time too. Yep, me too. <laughs> and, and you get penalized if you. You know, if you don't have the proper ingredient, uh, you know, highlighted or the proper uh, flavor profile, it's 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 pretty interesting. It's I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, it's it's way more depth than I thought. And and even like we mentioned, it's it's a little bit much to kind of, I, I find myself moving a little bit quicker through it uh, once I know what's going on. But like the the story beats of it are really, really well done. Like yeah. the Humor is is it just has like a nice well-crafted sensitive touch to it it's a it does it's a really well done game i I really am i i knew i was gonna enjoy it i think or at least i i thought i would like it but i'm i'm really pumped to play more of this game yeah tina and i have a saying uh of certain things that what we call take it nice and this game takes it nice it's just like so (laughs) chill it's so like laid back everything but it's like, intense though but it's it, super it is, intense it, it can be intense in those moments but then otherwise like the atmosphere of the game is yeah. so like just serene like when you're just talking to people and like these beautiful like watercolor stenciled backgrounds and stuff they just put so much time and love into this you can tell yeah it's it's definitely a labor of love without question yeah and it kind of reminds like the vibe of it reminds me of like some DS games and things like that that I've played in the past. And I'm like, oh. I was I was thinking the same thing, like not quite like like even like a little bit of like Professor Layton, yeah. like totally different gameplay. But yeah, it's got that just like, yeah, that chill vibe. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, and like in the town or in the little like inn that you stay in, like there's also like on top of like the actual battles and challenges that you do, you can just like work a shift in the restaurant to That's make so some cool. extra money. And yeah. like those are just like challenges about like purely about speed or and then there's or like, like a puzzle. puzzle that they want you to do like yeah like you have to specifically do this puzzle challenge or there's like then one that's like specifically dedicated to just battling techniques so right there's like it's kind of like training you techniques and also but but i do find that like the mechanics like i i had a took me a little while to get in the groove of like remembering what all the buttons are because like you're hitting x to go into the pantry and yeah. then y to start cooking and then b to go back a to pick stuff up Triggers a to move stuff to around Tri- yeah. yeah you're like it takes a little bit of like you got you it takes a while and, and still to be honest don't even fully have it as the game you know the controls becoming second nature it feels nice the controls feel intuitive but it's still there's a lot of buttons so yeah and especially it, when you are under the gun with that five minute timer right then you start sweating it a little bit yeah and something about like rotating the the orbs in a counterclockwise or clockwise fashion just feels 
It's it's always rotates the way I don't expect it to for whatever reason. Yeah, that know, throws me off too. I I just I accidentally hit A because that's what happens in Puzzle League or other games. And like, nah, shoot, no, I'm back out of a menu again. I need to yeah. rotate with the triggers. But yeah, that'll come with time. It already was. I was like doing that less as time went on. Yeah, so it's it's awesome. I really like this game. I'm gonna see this game all the way through. Like I'm putting that down right now. Okay, I'm going to definitely play some more. And one thing we didn't mention and that I have not played personally, I don't know if you and Tina did, but there is a two player battle mode. I know. Yeah, uh, we haven't tried least, it out yet, but it's I there. think it's only local. It's not online, but that is I could see this like if if we got good at this game or like, oh, again, man, I, we're living sweet. across the country. But it, yeah, I mean, that that would be really awesome. That could get intense <laughs> playing with yeah. somebody who, who knows what they're doing. Oh yeah. That, that I'm really excited to potentially try that at some point. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And they have daily but, challenges too with like oh, online I, leaderboards. Oh, I didn't even see that. That's yeah, interesting. It's right there in the main menu, man. So, okay, cool to know that there's like, even though this kind of story heavy, uh, narrative experience uh on the campaign end that there's like hey this game extends its life if you're just into the mechanics of it yep so pretty cool yeah i'm a big fan the the production values are like top tier despite this being an indie game so yeah yeah definitely recommend it so far same more to come here same here and uh speaking of more to come uh, we have our game of the month for the month of August, go. which is, uh, into the breach, which I've also been sinking a ton of time into, <laughs> uh, this week, which is part of why we're uh, a little lighter than usual, although we still talked about quite a few games this week, but, yeah. um, I've been playing a ton of that. Have you two started it up just yet? No, <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to feel Unfortunately, bad. Unfortunately, I'm in the same boat there. That's okay, but just get on it. Just yes. get to it. But we'll talk about it. Uh, I think that'll be the next episode, right? I think we got one more, don't yeah. we? We've, we've no, I think no, that more. no, that's next episode, man. Into the breach is next episode. You got a week, Rand. so <laughs> <laughs> you better count your blessings. Here we go. Um, well, we could we could maybe push the recording date back a day or two or something, but we'll we'll play it by ear and see how we see how we go when we the week gets closer. But it, you can you can get into it quick. I got oh, yeah, into no, it super I'll, fast. I want so. to get into that, so that won't be a problem. Yeah. yeah, I assume Rocket League would maybe be the only other thing I would play. So, <laughs> yeah, going to dedicate a lot of time to this. Same. That'll be Rocket League would be something nice to pair it with because you might want to turn your brain off <laughs> for a right. few when you're playing this. So, right. But yeah, we'll we'll get into that. We'll that'll I guess be the episode for next week. So hopefully John will be back for that episode. He did mention he was maybe going to be going out of town, but hopefully we can. Uh, Figure out a way him. to <laughs> figure out a way to bring him back on. I need to finalize my ran. NBA conversation with him. I was just gonna oh, say, man. I was just gonna say, but he's been itching to get back on regardless because he uh, he's been telling me he's just been playing so many games. So nice. if we're not able to get him next week, we'll we'll bring him back soon. But uh, yeah, tune in next week if you want to hear us talk a little about Into the Breach. Uh, not that it hasn't been talked uh, to death already. So we'll leave it there this week and. Uh, We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. This has been Pursuing Pixels. You can find us on the internet pretty much just by searching Pursuing Pixels anywhere. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Take care. Have a good night. Sweet. Good night. But he's got so much charisma, Kevin. He is. Oh, yeah. my fucking God. <laughs> I, why, I like Nathan. I li- he's all right. I, uh, I don't think Naughty Dog can write characters well. I don't know.
They're like they're believable, I guess. They're they're annoying, but they're believable. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all right with it though. It, it reminds me of stuff like Firefly. That's where they took that inspiration from, and yeah, I like Firefly for what it is. Interesting. So. I wasn't a huge fan, but I've only seen a couple episodes. Yeah. So maybe I'll re-explore being a huge fan of the uh, Uncharted cutscenes. There's some corniness um. <laughs> there, but it's 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 channeling the same energy. That's okay, sure. that that's interesting because yeah, now that you say that, I never would have uh, never would have paired those two together. But yeah, now that you say that, I can definitely see the comparison. Oh yeah, they they based Nathan Drake off Nathan Fillion, hence why Nathan Fillion ended up being in that indie little 15 minute thing they did around a, an Uncharted movie concept. Huh. I don't know if I know about that. Oh, yeah. Check it out. It's actually worth watching. It's only like 10, 15 minutes. It's on YouTube, or at least it was as of six to 12 months ago. Okay. If I remember, I'll uh, I'll put it in the show notes here. There you go. 